It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Representative Anthony Moore with us for Crossfire. It's time for Crossfire. Brought to you by ASAP General Stores and Lucille's Roadhouse. To catch Crossfire in podcast format, go to Google or Apple Podcasts and search Right Time for Western Oklahoma or download the app. Search News Talk KCLI in your app store. Nine minutes now after 7 o'clock. Good morning. Welcome to the program. And we want to welcome this morning Representative, or uh, that is Representative Anthony Moore who's here with us this morning. Good morning, Good morning. Andrew. Always good to be here. Also, we have a, a person filling in for uh, Cindy Munson, who's out of town today, uh, but it's uh, Senator Julia Kurt. Good morning, Senator. Welcome to the program. Morning. I'm excited to be here. I have a long-time listener. <laughs> well, we, I've enjoyed coming out for the breakfast. I say, and attendee at Breakfast in the Country. That's right. And, and, I, and I mean... I, I'm kind of sad not to have any biscuits this morning, but, you know. <laughs> well, we'll send some over. How about that? Good deal. Uh, so uh, we have with us also this morning our news director, uh, John Adams. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are y'all? And John uh, is uh, mic'd up, so he you can hear him as well, rep- representing Moore and uh, Senator Kurt. And uh, we'll just get, get right with it. But first, before we do that, introduction-wise, tell us a little bit about yourself, Senator Kurt. Yeah, sure. So I represent uh, Senate District in Oklahoma City, and I got elected in 2018. Um, I did get just get elected as the next minority leader in the Senate. So Senator Kay Floyd, who's been leading our caucus, is terming out this fall. So that'll be that'll be my next step. Um, before that, I ran arts organizations. So I worked with artists all over our state. Uh, some great artists out in Western Oklahoma, for sure. Very good. And so you will be kind of getting ready for that job. And, and I know that uh, Kay Floyd, Senator Floyd's been a great example for you and done a great job as the minority leader in the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. She, I mean, she's taught us, um, she just has a respect of everybody in the building. She doesn't make unnecessary statements. She's very on the message and tries to be very respectful to everybody. And, you know, she's just been a great example for how to stay focused and not let all the noise in the Capitol distract you from what's important to the people. She's yeah. definitely one of those that does not um, speak unless absolutely necessary and, and probably does a great job of leading all of us in, in what it looks like to be uh, a statesman. Well, it's a good example of someone in the minority uh, that can get some things done. I know she did that in the House. I worked with her there initially when she was in the House, then she moved on to the Senate, but uh, found her to be one of those that was really great to work with. Well, uh, we have with us, like I said, uh, John Adams. John, you've got the question to pose here this morning uh, as we get started with Crossfire. I do. I have a I have a question for both Representative Moore and Senator Kurt. I'm going to play a clip from Kevin Stitt from our interview with him earlier in the week, and I'm going to pose a question after that. So let me play this first clip for y'all. Here's what I've studied. To, to, to stand with any kind of economic downturn in state history, we only needed about $3.7 billion in reserves. We have $5.4 right now. We can withstand a small economic downturn without having to cut any kind of services. Uh, I would not be for raising taxes. I want to make this quarter of a point permanent. Uh, but, you know, a couple years ago, before I got into office, 2018, the legislature actually passed a tax increase. Uh, and, and they can get it done. They can get that done. But, yeah, Oklahomans want it very difficult for the government to raise taxes on, which I totally agree with. 
um, let's let's first cut some spending and get more efficient in state government before we look to, um, you know, force mom and dad to the kitchen table to get more efficient because we're going to raise their taxes. My question is, do you think that the process for raising and lowering taxes is flexible enough for a state that goes through boom and bust periods like Oklahoma? Senator Kurt, I'll let you go first. Is it flexible enough? Well, you know, I mean, the state question 640 is the toughest in the country. I mean, when, when can you get 75% of people to agree on anything? The problem with it is you can't adjust taxes. So if we were to say, oh, really, we think our income tax is too high, but we want to raise taxes a little bit over here to make up for that, to make sure we're covering our core, core needs as a state, you couldn't do that. So there's no way to adjust things or be more thoughtful in tackling all the tax forms. So definitely the process is not flexible enough. Now, the advantage of that is, you know, people have reliability. They know they know that's not going to happen. I've heard in terms of business competitiveness, businesses know their, their taxes aren't going to get raised in our state. I think that, you know, you think about it and, and you don't want it to be super you know obviously very easy where it can can be easily swayed up or down you know you want it to be intentional both ways uh john it's a very good question but i do think quite frankly i like the extra protection for increasing taxes i think that that's something that obviously uh as senator kurt alluded to the, the people spoke and that's that's they want that to be very difficult uh and so i think that's also on on the converse side why we have to be very careful and intentional about any cuts we make because it is so difficult to get it back up. And I will tell you, it is hard. I've been there. And and it's when we did pass those uh, increases, it was tough because Republicans typically, in particular, don't like to raise taxes. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, several of our mutual friends, Harold, you know, colleagues that came in in 2016 there with you, um, you know, still, still have uh, nightmares about those days, I think. That was very, very, very difficult. John? So my question, a uh, secondary question to that is, and now correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but it requires a supermajority of 75% to raise taxes, correct? That's correct. There have been bills introduced to lower that to either a two-thirds majority, a 66.5, 66.6 majority, or a simple three-fifths majority. Where, do you, where would y'all stand on that? In, in, there's my uh, secondary question. Well, I'd send that back to the people. I mean, I think the people of Oklahoma, you know, are the ones that wrote that state question, and I, I would definitely want the people to decide. But I think 75% is too much. Now, I take it seriously, so any implication that Democrats wouldn't take that seriously, um, you know, we we would take it very seriously. I'll tell you, every financial conversation we have up there, every decision we make, I ask for the – not they always show us one-year impact, but what's the five-year impact? What's the 10-year impact? Because – you know, the decision we make are going to impact our kids. They're going to impact us for generations to come. And so we've got to look more thoroughly and not make these, these hasty decisions. Sometimes there's political games being played, you know, like, oh, let's throw out a special session a week before our session. You know, that's not solving problems, and that's not really serving people because it's, it's gamesmanship instead of really looking at the real numbers and, and planning ahead so that we're safe. Well, and I think uh... – I know our, a lot of our listeners don't know Senator Kurt, but I can tell you without a doubt she's she's going to be intentional on anything that she does. And, and most people are in that building. I think the overwhelming majority are. But that's absolutely the right answer. I mean, the people spoke on this, and it would it would be up to the people to, to change that. Um, I don't know that I, you know, 
I was not um, as tuned in when that 640 went through as I am now, of course. Um, but I, but I think that that's if that's what the people want, you know, we we've gotten there before. We've shown that we can do it in absolutely dire straits, and so I don't think it's too high a threshold. And I, I think that's what the people wanted, and so I'm okay uh, leaving it there. But it would we would have to go to the people to, uh, well, that, to change that. that. And and that's a good point, John, because uh, there may be legislation, but it would have to be legislation to put that before a vote go, of the people. Go to a referendum. It, is, it was a constitutional change that was made, so it's. Ah, it's got to be voted on by the people in order ah. to make a change. And that's why, again, I don't think the people of Oklahoma are going to want to change that. I don't think they drop it. So, and we also had, yeah, yeah go ahead, uh, represent their Senator Kurt. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, when I talk to people, they're not asking um, for additional tax cuts. Um, I'm not, my constituents aren't clamoring for that, but I think they're sure not going to vote to to. Ink. To allow us more freedom, I don't think they trust that, and I think we have to build that trust. You know, I think this the process by which we pass these things, it matters. People need to have transparency into how we're working, and we've had a, a real broken budget process where everything happens behind closed doors, and you know, people don't really know what's coming until it's already been decided on. You know, some of us, uh, many people in the legislature, including people in the Republican Party and the minority party not seeing any of those numbers till they're released, um, you know, the day we're voting on them. So that kind of process needs to be changed for the people to trust you and trust how we're making those decisions. I think a special session undermines that, you know. So you, you have made some changes in the Senate. I understand uh, that will be more open in the budgeting process. Is that going to work? You know, I, I think any steps forward are big steps. I think uh, Appropriations Chair Roger Thompson and the Pro Tem Treat have made a pretty big commitment. I think it'll be hard because it's a huge change of culture um, where they're trying to make more of those meetings public. They're going to have all of us um, on those subcommittees voting on each uh, budget measure and budget number. That's a huge change. I mean, all of that's been thrown into one bill. And most of us um, haven't been given a say on individual measures. We haven't had public votes. You know, in other states, they have a lot of conversation. They might have a budget-only session, like in Texas. And they take votes, and they amend the budget so that people know where you stand on individual uh, budget decisions. So it'll be a big change. I don't know how it'll marry up with the House and how they work. Um, but I'm I'm proud of it. I'm glad for it because I think we're we're letting the people in a little more into the decision-making and for them to know um, what's being asked for and why um, so it doesn't just come out of a, you know, behind closed doors at the last minute. Well, I also have a clip, I think, from Lieutenant Governor this morning, uh, John. Yes, we do. I, I, have a, I have a second clip from Matt Pinnell, and basically my question is, it's more of a general question. I'm going to play this cut from Matt Pinnell, and then I'll, I will a- ask my question. You know, we are we, we live or die on sales tax as a state. And, you know, that puts a lot of pressure on communities to be creating sales tax. And if you don't, then it's very difficult to uh, pay for police and fire departments in communities. Uh, and, and I do think it's it's time in Oklahoma to have a conversation about uh, tax reform. I don't want higher property taxes. That's certainly something we use against Texas. Uh, you know, Texas doesn't have an income tax, but they have very high property taxes. Uh, so, you know, Texas is getting their taxes from somewhere. Uh, and I do think it's time in Oklahoma to kind of have a have a conversation uh, uh, about how we uh, our tax structure in Oklahoma. 
uh, and what can be as competitive as possible to, to make sure that our we're, we we have plenty of companies looking at, at relocating to Oklahoma and companies, you know, really more importantly than that, companies in Oklahoma that have already chosen to raise their families here and start businesses here, uh, making sure that they have uh, a, a tax structure that, that uh, they're happy with Oklahoma and they want to stay here. My question is a two-parter. The first part of that question is, do you think that there are specific areas like crime and corrections or health care or possibly more prudent ways to spend surplus revenue rather than tax cuts? And that's part of more of a general question of how does the state government effectively balance making Oklahoma more business-friendly and enticing to prospective businesses and employees that want to move here, but also balancing that with maximizing the quality of life for the companies that are already here? Kind of the chicken and the egg scenario, so to speak. Senator Kurt, let's go there. Well, you know, we, uh, we've we been doing a lot of research about um, what's going on with our business attractiveness. And, you know, the, most of the growth in business happens from our already here local businesses. They say something, you know, 80 plus percent of job growth are businesses that are already here. So that has to be our number one focus is how to make sure our Oklahoma companies are thriving. Um, in terms of attracting out-of-state ones, you know, we've heard again and again, education and workforce is number one. So people don't think we're investing in our kids and in our um, career tech and our higher ed system well. That affects every business in this state. Um, they want well-trained, well-prepared employees, and we need to make sure those things are fully funded. So I, I think that is a quality of life issue. Um, and what we've heard is that you can give all the tax incentives, tax credits you want. A business isn't going to come here if they don't think they're going to have the right people and their people are going to have a good place to live. Well, I think that it, you know, it is a chicken and the egg thing because I think if if you're not putting, uh, you know, if people are paying exorbitant amounts, especially as inflation continues to eat up more and more, um, you know, people don't want to be here and people are are less likely to to open a new business or, or to expand their existing business. Uh, Senator Kurt makes a great point. So many of our uh, focuses seem like, you know, we're trying to get that giant well from out of state to come here when really we have, and that's what, you know, I had a conversation with commerce that came out to Mariclon and Weatherford uh, a couple of weeks ago, because there's some expansion that, that really would be a very small price tag uh, compared to Panasonic's and, and, and the canoes and the others um, that would really be an influx for Western Oklahoma and one of the biggest uh, employers out here. And so trying to do all that we can to really, invest in those, but also realize that at the same time, if we're going to have great employees that want to live in Oklahoma, uh, part of that is taxes, and that is a piece of that. And so trying to make sure that we're maximizing uh, the dollars that go back into their pocket because we know that the, give it to them. Let them decide where to spend it. Um, when we, we have seen the data shows that when we cut taxes, you know, revenue increases because they spend it here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'd like to get your uh, both of your What's good on TGIF? So stand by, folks. You're listening to the right time for Western Oklahoma. The air we breathe shapes our health, even if we don't know it. But for many of us, the air we breathe is seriously hurting our health. One in five kids still lives with the dangerous effects of secondhand smoke, causing missed school from bronchitis, pneumonia, and even asthma attacks. But it doesn't have to be this way. Visit TobaccoStopsWithMe.com to learn more about the dangers of secondhand smoke and how to protect the air we all breathe.
The January auction going on now at GreatPlainsAuction.com featuring a 2016 Case IH Steiger 420 quad road track and more. Go to GreatPlainsAuction.com and browse the inventory. This auction ends January 31st at 11 a.m. Central. Great Plains Auction is a trusted and reputable marketplace for farm equipment and more. If you have something you want to consign, reach out to Great Plains Auction. And don't forget about the hay auction coming up February 1st. GreatPlainsAuction.com. Hello, this is Brian Baca, founder of Advanced Financial Strategies in Clinton. We've been helping people with their individual financial planning for the past 30 years. How was your 2023 compared to the rough year the market had in 2022? Did your 401k or your investment accounts fully recover or at least close to it? At this point in time, your accounts should be at the highest level or close to the highest level they've ever been. If you'd like a second opinion to potentially reduce the impact on your retirement assets or entire portfolio when another year like 2022 happens, give us a call for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation. December is always a great month to reevaluate the past year and see if you're closer to your goals. And January is the month to take action. We can help you set a more defined course if you feel it's necessary. Give us a call at our office in Clinton, 323-6800, and let's see if we can help you enter the new year with more confidence. Or check us out on our website, retirewithbacca.com. Brian Backa and Briley Backa are investment advisor representatives of and advisory services offered through Royal Fund Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Leave the past in the past. It's time to want more in 2024. Jump in an all-new 2024 Ford from Cummins Ford, Lincoln, and Weatherford. The new 2024 Ford Expedition Explorer or the new 2024 Ford F-150. New 2023 is almost gone, making room for more. Rock your new year. Rock a new Ford. Unbelievable pricing, easy financing, great service. Best Ford experts in Western Oklahoma. Cummins Ford Lincoln and Weatherford, just off I 40 and Airport Road, and online at CumminsFordWeatherford.com. Built Ford Tough. January is School Board Recognition Month, and Western Technology Center would like to recognize its district board members for their commitment to service and dedication to furthering education in Western Oklahoma. Thank you to Ray Chalice, Daryl Nutley and Rudy Mayfield, Jackie Aaron and Phil Delt for your sacrifice of time and your leadership for the faculty, the staff, and especially the students of all the Western Oklahoma WTC campuses. Western Technology Center, educating people for success. Deer Creek Hardware and Hydro is your locally owned hardware store and a proud member of the True Value family, ready to help you with all of your projects, from tools to lawn and garden items to outdoor grills and more. Shop Deer Creek Hardware and Hydro. Whether you're a pro or taking on a DIY project for the first time, Deer Creek Hardware is right here in your neighborhood with the expert advice, tools, equipment, and products you need to get the job done. Shop Deer Creek Hardware. 226 North Arapahoe in Hydro. Deer Creek Hardware, where you'll always be treated like family. What if I told you you could wash your car as often as you wanted for as low as $18 a month? Just download the EverWash app, choose your wash plan, pay one flat rate, and wash your car as often as you want. Wash it every single day. No contracts, no commitments. Just a month-to-month membership. Choose single, double, triple, or home-run wash plans. They even have free vacuums. EverWash. Your car's never been cleaner. Two locations in Weatherford, across from Sonic and on Airport Road. 28 minutes after 7 o'clock, and our show brought to you, this segment uh, brought to you by ASAP General Stores throughout western Oklahoma. And we have with us today, filling in for Cindy Munson, uh, Julia Kurt, Senator from the Oklahoma State Senate, and Anthony Moore from the Oklahoma House of Representatives. So, what's good on Friday? This morning, who wants to uh, start with that? Well, first, 
First, I'm going to give a shout out to Josh West listening in in Grove on the app. You can you can also listen on the app if you're not in Western Oklahoma. He uh, and you go go to the app store and yeah. just punch in KCLI FM and, and yeah. the logo shows and it's right up. there. So Josh West listening in Grove. You know what's good for me is this is my last weekend uh, at home before I'm gone. Uh, you know, we've got special session this week and, and then regular sessions. So we've got a Saturday with nothing going on. I'm going to cook brunch on the Blackstone. I, I've got it all ready. I'm excited. What it's time? Gonna, oh, about 9, 9.30. <laughs> Come on over, Harold. Right. I promise you there'll be a lot of good food. But it's just one of those weekends where we actually get to spend a lot of time as a family. And it's going to be great weather, which is nice. Very good. Senator Kurt, what's good on a Friday? Well, I can't remember if, if it's always personal, but I'm gonna I'll jump in with um when the weather was so bad a couple of weeks ago, um Oklahoma City moved its Martin Luther King Junior Day activities to tomorrow. So um I, I love the activities they do in Oklahoma City. It's a lot of things where we look at our history but we also are real celebrating the future. My church, Saint Paul's in downtown Oklahoma City, has hosted a Martin Luther King Junior um, celebration for decades, um, so I'm really thrilled to get to go to all that tomorrow. Make my kids go um, and and do a little remembering of our history, and also hope, hoping for what what we can do in the future. You know, Senator Yak wanted me to ask about the KCLI Cup because we had a photograph sent to us of the KCLI Cup in the Senate Lounge. And oh, it, that's right! I love my cup. That thing it, right. it holds enough coffee. I mean, it's finally enough coffee in that mug. I love it. I, so, didn't, I didn't know there was such a thing. Is is it about sixty ounces? It's a pretty good it, size yeah, it cup. Holds, it holds a gallon or so. <laughs> no, it's funny. Senator Yeck couldn't figure out how anyone else had brought a KCLI cup into the Senate lounge, and then he realized it's mine and got it back to me. <laughs> yeah, it was left there, and he took a photo. So where did this come from? <laughs> so anyway, that's the mystery solved. Uh, it's your cup. So thank you for drinking I out of the it. KCLI cup, and. We look forward to having you back on the program again, and we'll hopefully get you to come out during the uh, Breakfast in the Country next uh, Thanks next so year. much. Yeah. Thanks for being on, and I uh, look forward to seeing you soon, Senator. Thank you all, for yep. being, both of you, for being on the show. Brought to you by uh, our friends at ASAP Energy. You've been listening to Crossfire on the right time for Western Oklahoma. Available on News Talk KCLI Radio and archived on Apple and Google Podcasts. Simply search Right Time for Western Oklahoma or download the app. Just search News Talk KCLI in your app store. Crossfire is a courtesy of ASAP General Stores and Lucille's Roadhouse. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.